The title of our musing today is Christmas Gifting to a Troubled World. This is our holiday gathering in which we honor the Christ event and its message of oneness and joy. We'll sing carols, listen to live music, enjoy deep silence together, and muse on some new era definitions of Christ's consciousness and how to attain and sustain it. This is a non-sectarian celebration as always, and so we welcome everyone who wants to expand awareness during this holiday season, which includes, of course, Christmas and Hanukkah, but also Kwanzaa for the Islamic folks, Ashura, for the Buddhist, it's Buddha's Enlightenment, Bodhi Day, for the Mexicans, the Virgin of Guadalupe, is celebrated for the Swedes, Santa Lucia. As mystics, we honor the many paths to what God is for us. We will also suggest some ways we can give to ourselves spiritually and emotionally while giving to others during this special time of the year. And together, we send blessings of divine love of the holy embodied child to all the world. I was going to say, let's get comfortable, but I observe that you already are quite comfortable. Notice the emotional body that you come in with. Give it a couple labels or two. Just take note of what you're feeling emotionally in your heart. Noticing the mental body. Are there lots of little words flurrying around? Or are you quieting? Either way is fine just to notice what is. And the physical body. Are you comfortable? Are you crossing your arms or legs? Maybe just for a little while to uncross, just to open, and just have a sense of what open is about. Noticing the quality of your ease right now. Just a little softening your eyes and your jaw. Just slightly deepening the exhale. Coming into presence via the embodied root. A slightly deeper breathing. Notice what it's like if you ever so slightly from your pelvis allow yourself to extend just a little bit above the horizon and a little bit below. Just ever so slightly having a sense of the subtlest oscillation, making fluid the spine and your attention that also easily becomes fixated and focused and forgotten. Fluidly 
subtly above and below the horizon. Softening your face, just sensing, noticing. One Buddhist monk leans over to another Buddhist monk in meditation and quietly asks, are you not thinking what I'm not thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Together today for a mystic Christmas celebration. Jesus, here, now, unfolding and infolding within our hearts. I want to show you something remarkable and I want you to notice not only what you see that I'm holding, but how you respond. What you notice in yourself, the key words of association that come up as you observe what I'm about to share with you. These images drawn by a child prodigy, Akiana. This one, when she was eight years old. This one, nine. For those of you at home, who are listening to this now that we're on iTunes, on podcasting. What I'm showing is a book called Akiana, A-K-I-A-N-E, who is a child prodigy, now older, but at the time painted at eight and nine years old. Truly remarkable pictures of Jesus. She stood outside a supermarket for months looking for the right model and prevailed upon him. He had first said, no, I can't do it. And we found out recently through our friend Reed that this one is in um, Evergreen. Yeah. The original. Yeah, the original one is in Evergreen. So just to bear in mind, what came up? What did you notice? What was the arising of feeling, thoughts? even sensations. Notice the response, the responding. Buckminster Fuller was an inventor, engineer, mathematician, architect, philosopher, poet, visionary, and was the second president of Mensa. Bucky was celebrated for developing geodesic houses and popularizing such terms as spaceship earth and synergetic. Well, one of his many books is called I Seem to Be a Verb, and the title, <laughs> and the title says a lot, that rather than being an object, a human thing, his focus is on dynamic relationship with being alive, and unfolding in this very moment, being a dynamic verb rather than a static object. Well, isn't that a mystic perspective as well? I seem to be a verb, making mystic and dynamic the unfolding Jesus 
with a use of language that brings the teachings into this very moment. Not something that needs to be done, not an imperative of what we should do, but a doing, an unfolding, right here, right now. Not love your enemies, but loving your enemies. Not something to do, but something we are doing in the mystic moment of the unfolding Jesus, in the celebration of Christmas, now. When we bring into our hearts the mature Jesus, the adult Jesus, we see eyes with infinite compassion, presence with gentle power, countenance of deep ease and flow, remembering the great commandment in a mystic unfolding present frame, loving God with all my heart, loving my neighbor as I love myself. And so the infusion of the dynamic mystic Jesus is love, the great diamond of the creator, the many faceted sparkles of radiant, omniscient, omnipresent, cosmically magnanimous love. And so we are in this very moment, Jesus saying, beginning with evoking baby Jesus, radiant innocence, complete presence, the uplifting potential for humanity, both for the next generation and for civilization itself. Extraordinary vulnerability and complete immersion in this present moment, a twinkling freshness. Together, we sanctify this moment. We make holy this moment. And in this holy moment, Jesus is present, not just a visage of a radiant child or a kindly, wondrous man, but within each of our mystic hearts, a vibrational unfolding of the feeling heart, a softening, an opening in our hearts, a warming, expanding, loving, compassionate presence, evoking a felt sense of a most profound spiritual leader just by bringing him into our hearts right here, right now, just breathing with the unfolding Jesus' presence, watching, observing, noticing what arises. Maybe it is an experience of a state of being, maybe a conversation, a prayer, maybe a request, an emotional presence and connection. Contemplating our heart with baby Jesus, with adult Jesus, as part of our deepest selves, where our self and God merge. A blessed Christmas to you and yours. We do have a few carols to share, and the first one is Silent Night. For this, we can remain seated. Sometimes the night is silent, the darkness is unyielding, 
mysterious. Sometimes the silent night carries with it a sense of anticipation. As we are born in the light of God's love, we remember our birthright as we yearn for the union with God that we are already embracing and that embraces us with the reminder of Christmas time that the light of love is always returning.
Each December, it seems, I get a cold for the musing. Yes. And, uh, and each December musing, I like to hear and play Sweet Little Jesus Boy, which is a spiritual carol. And it's a Sweet Little Jesus Boy born in a manger, Sweet Little Jesus Child. We didn't know who you were. We didn't know you came to save us, Lord, to take our sins away. Our eyes were blind. We could not see. We didn't know who you was. Didn't know you came to save us, Lord, to take our sins away. Our eyes were blind. We could not see. And we didn't know who you was. So, one of my favorite songs in the world. Jesus Christ was and is a profoundly transformative presence in the world. He brought and brings transformation. You can at times feel his presence in various reflections of transformation even ostensibly secular transforms. And so buried in initial evidence of transformation, we can often see indicators of the workings of the spirit. No sense being pessimistic, it wouldn't work anyway. <laughs> Too subtle. <laughs> no sense being pessimistic, it wouldn't work anyway. <laughs> Myron's music puts you all into a totally right brain space. <laughs> Sometimes evidence for transformation comes from the miraculous, like the Akiyana prodigy painter. Sometimes it's technological, for example, with the extraordinary adaptation of cell phones, not just smartphones, but cell phones in Africa, transforming healthcare and microfinance for millions. Sometimes it's a combination of the unfolding spirit in its many manifestations and technology. Such is the case for the next offering for incipient evidence for mass positive transformation. November 11th, Time Magazine, entitled Power to the People, What's Next for DisruptiveChange.org. The site set up by a 26-year-old Stanford grad who wants to make activism as viral as cat videos, <laughs> has grown to at least 45 million people who have signed or started a petition, up nearly 100% since December 2012. December 2012, hmm, where have I heard that before? <laughs> December 2012, winter solstice, hmm. Thus far, the site has directly influenced the George Zimmerman trial with the demand that Zimmerman stand trial. Within a week, 100,000 people had signed, helping the story become major news headlines, prompting even the president to speak out and the trial to unfold. Additionally, for change.org, when a football fan learned that the NFL was considered a nonprofit, 300,000 people signed a petition calling for revocation of the league's tax status. On September 18th, conservative Senator Tom Coburn introduced a bill call, uh, calling for taxation on pro sports. 
Yet another example of the power of change.org. Lakshmi, the Indian woman who suffered an acid attack disfiguring her face, started a petition for the government to regulate the sale of acid used in at least 1,000 attacks each year. 30,000 people signed, and the petition was given to a high government minister. Within the space of a week, the government announced a new regulation requiring shopkeepers to get a license to sell acid and customers to present an ID to buy it. And finally, a Texas woman with late-stage ovarian cancer started a petition to get a big pharma company to provide her with a life-saving drug that was still undergoing trials. More than 200,000 people signed and the woman with cancer was able to obtain her drug. Now her petition is aimed at raising awareness of other patients in need. And so it goes, ensuring U.S. visas for Iraqi interpreters, banning pink slime in school lunches, nixing fees for Bank of America debit card holders. Among the stated intentions of, of Change.org is to generate a fundamental shift in the way elected officials engage with their constituents. Not a moment too soon. Says the founder, if we are not touching billions of lives or at least aspiring to do so, then we're underselling our opportunity. Change.org, surely incipient evidence for mass positive transformation. Namaste. I honor the place in you wherein the entire universe dwells. I honor the place in you which is of love, of truth, of light, of peace. As you are in that place in you, and I am in that place in me, we are one. Namaste. The next song is Joy to the World. For this, I would invite you to stand. When we finish singing the song, if you would sit, because Myron is then going to proceed with an improvisation based on the song, on the carol. So, Joy to the World. Thank you. 
so nice to see everyone. So I wasn't able to meet and greet and wanted to save my energy and my voice. And so nice to have new people here. Wonderful, my dear old friend Susie and her kids. Just wonderful to have you here. Inspiring. For your benefit, for those of you who haven't been with us before, we have been talking about the evolution of consciousness that we are now experiencing, which is manifesting itself in many ways, in the speeding up of time, in um, the frequency of synchronicities and small miracles, in the shorter time between our prayer for something and its appearance, and in extreme ups and downs emotionally. That's all a part of it. Um, And we're all going through it. (laughs) So please don't take it personally. (laughs) Um, So I was going to talk, I want to talk today about Christ consciousness. In the first big wave of evolution that happened in the late 60s, early 70s, we didn't use that term because we were, many of us were so wounded by that name and by that, by the churches that we came from. And we were also dedicated to being non-sectarian because what we were perceiving was universal. And so we would talk about cosmic consciousness or we'd talk about the universe. We would talk about higher self. Those were the terms that we were using. The first time I actually thought of that of even using the term Christ consciousness was when I was reading a French Jesuit paleontologist named Pierre Taillard de Chardin, who was the first person also I knew who talked about evolution of consciousness and had such a very interesting idea, which was that there was what he called an omega point which is the point that today we would call ascension point. So it was the point here that all of evolution was moving toward. So this was established. And then we started as one-celled animals and plants and so on and moved forward, everything being guided and drawn to its culmination in the omega point. So in his... um, Philosophical works, he uses that term, omega point. But in his devotional writings, he talks about that being cosmic Christ consciousness that we are evolving toward. And in the last several years, there's been much more use of that term, Christ consciousness. And interesting definitions and descriptions of what that is. So one is the Christ consciousness is the perception, the the way we shift our perception to see the equal beauty of light and dark. I was speaking about this last time because of an experience of going through the mountains and seeing the beautiful scenery and then seeing a broken down billboard in a car and seeing them all as equally beautiful. It is a shift in awareness 
And that's one of the meanings of the Christ consciousness. I like the term Christ consciousness because it has this sense of sacredness to it for me. Sacredness, holiness, depth, love, celebration, joy, peace, wonder. And so I like using that term. And it also helps me do what early mystics were asked to do, actually biblically asked to do, which is to put on the whole mind of Christ, right? Not just do this or that or follow this or that rule, but put on that consciousness. And then my friend Reed talks about embodying your deity. And that's what we do in meditation, really bringing through whatever that deity is and sitting in that energy. And so, again, for me, that sitting in that consciousness of seeing the beauty of the human, seeing the beauty of the divine, holding them at the same time, seeing the wonder of joy and seeing the sadness of suffering and holding them at the same time. When theologians were in the early church trying to make sense of who Jesus was, I mean, he had had this, obviously, incredibly charismatic being. And so the question was, was he human, an inspired human, or was he divine? And the church decided he was fully human and fully divine. which was pretty hard to comprehend in those days, but very easy to comprehend in our day. To be in both those modes, the human and the divine, and celebrate both of them and hold them at the same time as we hold light and dark equally beautiful. Now, um, the Christ consciousness, I think, is a nice word for what we're evolving toward. I like that. However, there's also the man, whom I call Yeshua, instead of Jesus, because Jesus' name has been used so much in vain. Called Yeshua. And Christian mystics throughout the ages have had the experience of feeling his presence, hearing his voice, seeing his form, and being lifted up and changed by that, changed by that encounter, that, that transformative encounter. And that is still true Today, for me, some of the sweetest moments I have had in my life have been in the company of that being. Feeling, sensing, hearing, knowing, sitting in that energy and sitting with him. I don't think that it's a return to dualism to do that as it gives so much comfort and so much joy.
And as Lawrence was emphasizing, Jesus evolves also. Jesus gets bigger and bigger. And so he is present with us in his present form. And we can know him heart to heart. We can know him in our whole being. And all we need to do is ask for that. And so this Christmas, my meditation has been just sitting in and with that divine, inspired, extraordinary, beautiful, sweet being. And holding that close to my heart. And so my practice is just to call on that. This is my Christmas present to myself. To call on that presence to be with me and to be in my heart. It is so deeply touching. It is so beautifully expanding. It is thrilling, exciting, joyous, wonderful, magnificent, and humbling because his presence has those opposites of magnificence and humility. His humility is often overlooked, that he would call himself the Son of Man many, 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 many more times than he would call himself the Son of God. And when people tried to elevate him and put him on a pedestal, he'll say, don't you know your guides? Know ye not ye are gods? Know ye not you are heirs and co-heirs of the kingdom? That's what he wanted us to know, that, that within us, within us, with each one of us, the Christ lives. Christ lives. And as we move forward in the new era, opening our hearts more and more to the truth and wonder and beauty of creation and of existence, we can sit and invite that presence and say, I would really like to feel you. I would really like to be with you. I'd really like to know you and feel you in my heart. And there's an immediate response. And if you don't believe me, just try it. So, again, I'm sorry I didn't get to, to meet you and greet you and hug you and wish you a Merry Christmas, but I hug you all. I wish you a Merry Christmas. And after the musing, I'm going to sneak away. So just consider yourself hugged. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste. As a mystic, the entire universe is unfolding within me in the deepest realms. I is an unfolding, infolding, deeply within my mystic heart, where we are one. The Jesus event, person, deity, unfolds as we speak, alive in our mystic hearts. 
so it is also with the Christ, or what you might imagine, Christing. For some, we come to God more through the avatar person, the Jesus presence. For some, we come to God through the Spirit. As mystics, we come to Jesus and to Christ over and over again, evoking a deepening heart, a maturing spirit. So sometimes we mystics are Jesusing, and sometimes we are Christing. There are many paths up the mountain to God, Adonai, Yahweh Shalom, the Lord of our peace, the great mystery, love. What follows is an interweaving, an evoking, an invoking, a prayer vocation, weaving some of the sayings with our mystic twist attributed to Jesus Christ and with some of the spiritual gems to be found in Michael Brown's Alchemy of the Heart. And so I invite you to come into meditation in whatever form you already are or would like to be open, breathing, longer back, deeper breath. As I want people to treat me, so I am treating them. And thus, I am a child of God. We are accepting that the mental body is a bridge to be crossed, a corridor to be moved through, and a passageway leading us to the heart of the matter. Which one of you can add a single day to your life by worrying? The child is created in the image of God, and the child is the emotional body. When we consciously work with and allow the child, the emotional body, to operate as the causal point of our experiences, we allow a force <clears throat> that is omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipowerful to join in as a co-creative member of our manifestation team. The reverse also applies. When we unconsciously allow the child, the emotional body, to operate as the causal point of our experiences, we allow a force that is omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipowerful to manifest the quality of our experiences based on the unintegrated and imprinted condition of a seven-year-old. Ah, the great mystic practice with equanimity of holding paradox. Feeling is healing. Loving the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, loving my neighbor as myself. Restoring balance within our emotional body requires only one intent, to feel what is. As I want people to treat me, so I am treating them. 
and thus I am a child of God. Because our emotional body is the causal point of the quality of our experience, healing, our returning to an awareness of our inherent wholeness, is initiated by the heart directly through our emotional body via felt perception. Asking, and it is given. Seeking, and I am finding. Knocking, and the door is opening. (coughs) Amen. Blessed be. Thank you, and Merry Christmas. Sometimes we are called. Have you ever heard yourself called? I have. Just out of the blue, Lawrence. That's an angel call. Ever sense a presence beyond the physical? Could be angels. Ever feel touched by an angel? Sometimes the angels of our better nature beckon, even and especially through music. Please let us join together with angels we have heard on high. Please. i
Thank you all. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for sharing in the spirit of this huge heart that we're all inhabiting together. Take this heart and bring it back to the world. Share it with your friends and family. Let us open to this amazing season of Advent and the coming of Christmas and all the other holidays that are happening at this time of the year with a huge heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now, if you would let go and just bring this into yourself, take this energy that is so in abundance in this wonderful room of dear hearts and just bathe in it and bring it out into the world however you would like. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you.